The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. When the dawn of the east meets the twilight of the west and the cool of the north touches the calm of the south and the transcendent power of God touches earth in the humility and love of Christ here and now where the head of the Charles reaches out to the heart of the country and beyond we gather for ordered worship. The liturgy, music, sacrament and sermon are offered in the praise of God for our gathered congregation and also for those listening and viewing from afar. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. As we are able, may we stand in the praise of God.
May we pray. Set us free, O God, from the bondage of our sins and give us the liberty of that abundant life which you have made known to us in your Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. Christ our Lord invites to his table all who love him, who earnestly repent of their sin and seek to live in peace with one another. Therefore, let us confess our sin before God and one another. Merciful God, we confess that we have not loved you with our whole heart. We have failed to be an obedient church. We have not done your will. We have broken your law. We have rebelled against your love. We have not loved our neighbors, and we have not heard the cry of the needy. Forgive us, we pray. Free us for joyful obedience. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Hear the good news. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. That proves God's love towards us. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. Glory to God. Amen. The peace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you always. And also with you. May we exchange with one another signs of his peace. lesson from the book of the prophet Isaiah, chapter 40, verses 21 through 31. Have you not known? Have you not heard? Has it not been told you from the beginning? Have you not understood from the foundations of the earth? It is he who sits above the circle of the earth, and its inhabitants are like grasshoppers, who stretches out the heavens like a curtain, and spreads them like a tent to living, who brings princes to naught, and makes the rulers of the earth as nothing. Scarcely are they planted, scarcely sown, scarcely has their stem taken root in the earth, when he blows upon them and they wither, and the tempest carries them off like stubble. To whom then will you compare me, or who is my equal, says the Holy One? Lift up your eyes on high and see. Who created these? He who brings out their hosts and numbers them calling them all by name, because he is great in strength, mighty in power, 
not one is missing. Why do you say, O Jacob, and speak, O Israel? My way is hidden from the Lord, and my right is disregarded by my God. Have you not known? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He does not faint or grow weary. His understanding is unsearchable. He gives power to the faint and strengthens the powerless. Even youth will faint and be weary, and the young will fall exhausted. But those who wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A lesson from Paul's first epistle to the Corinthians, chapter nine, verses sixteen through twenty-three. 
If I proclaim the gospel, this gives me no ground for boasting, for an obligation is laid on me, and woe to me if I do not proclaim the gospel. For if I do this of my own will, I have a reward, but if not of my own will, I am entrusted with a commission. What then is my reward? Just this, that in my proclamation I may make the gospel free of charge, so as not to make full use of my rights in the gospel. For though I am free with respect to all, I have made myself a slave to all, so that I might win more of them. To the Jews I became a Jew in order to win Jews. To those under the law I became as one under the law, though I myself am not under the law so that I might win those under the law. To those outside the law, I became as one outside the law. Though I am not free from God's law, but I'm under Christ's law, so that I might win those outside the law. To the weak, I became weak, so that I might win the weak. I have become all things to all people, that I might by all means save some. I do it all for the sake of the gospel, so that I may share in its blessings. The word of the Lord. Please join me in saying verses from Psalm 147 with the Antiphon. Praise the Lord, how good it is to sing praises to our God, for God is gracious and a song of praise is fitting. The Lord builds up Jerusalem, he gathers the outcasts of Israel. The Lord heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. The Lord determines the number of the stars, he gives to all of them. Great is our Lord, and abundant in power. His understanding is beyond measure. The Lord lifts up the downtrodden. He casts the wicked to the ground. Sing to the Lord with thanksgiving. Make melody to our God on the lyre. He covers the heavens with clouds, prepares rain for the earth, makes grass grow on the hills. He gives to the animals their food and to the young ravens when they cry. His delight is not in the strength of the horse, nor his pleasure in the speed of the runner. But the Lord takes pleasure in those who fear him, in those who hope in his steadfast love. Praise the Lord. singing of the Gloria Patri and the reading of the Gospel.
Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to St. Mark, chapter 1, verses 29 to 39. Glory Glory to you, O Lord. As soon as they left the synagogue, they entered the house of Simon and Andrew with James and John. Now, Simon's mother-in-law was in bed with a fever, and they told him about her at once. He came and took her by the hand and lifted her up. Then the fever left her, and she began to serve them. That evening, at sundown, they brought to him all who were sick or possessed with demons, and the whole city was gathered around the door. And he cured many who were sick with various diseases and cast out many demons. And he would not permit the demons to speak because they knew him. In the morning, while it was still very dark, he got up and went out to a deserted place, and there he prayed. And Simon and his companions hunted for him. And when they found him, they said to him, Everyone is searching for you. And he answered, Let us go on to the neighboring towns, so that I may proclaim the message there also. For that is what I came out to do. And he went throughout Galilee, proclaiming the message in their synagogues and casting out demons. The Gospel of the Lord. Please be seated. And in the morning, while it was still very dark, he got up and went out to a deserted place, and there he prayed. Beloved, upon this Lord's Day, as our custom, as as is our rhythm as a congregation and community, we gather for the sacrament of Holy Communion, one of two sacraments in our tradition, that of baptism, the sacrament of initiation, and this, the sacrament of Eucharist, meant as a time of belonging and fellowship, community, and empowerment. We recognize the value and the meaning of other sacramental moments, including confirmation and marriage and ordination and penance and other, and over time, perhaps others still. But these two guide us week by month by year. We are here together to recognize the real presence of Christ. We do so as part of the global community of the church. And we remember on this day, creeds from around the world, one from Canada, written by the Anglican primate at the time, Ted Scott, we believe in God who has created and is creating, who has come in the true person, Jesus, to reconcile and make new, who works in us and others by the Spirit. We trust in God. God calls us to be the church, the body of Christ, to celebrate Christ's presence, to love and serve others, to seek justice, to resist evil, to proclaim Jesus crucified and risen, our judge and our hope. In life, in death, in life beyond death, God is with us. We are not alone. Or as the psalmist sang, the heavens are telling the glory of God and the firmament proclaims God's handiwork. Day to day pours forth speech, night to night declares knowledge. There is no speech, there are no words, yet their voice goes out through all the world and their words to the end of the earth. Hear the gospel according to St. Mark in the first chapter. In the morning, while it was still very dark, he got up and went out to a deserted 
place. Here is Jesus, somnambulant. Here is Jesus, sleepless. Here is Jesus who can't fall and stay asleep. Here is Jesus who's up before dawn, up before breakfast, worried and alone. Here is Jesus in human garb and in full human garb, according to St. Mark. Now, this verse, which we hear, and in which we hear the words, while it was still very dark, and the word deserted, used to be translated just a few decades ago, those words, as early in the morning, not while it was still very dark, and lonely, not deserted. Do you hear the difference? The newer translation, the new Revised Standard Version, sharpens, darkens, if you will, the passage. Mark is dark. And while both translations are viable, both are accurate, neither is wrong, the newer is truer. The newer is truer. While it was still very dark. And things in Mark and around Mark are very dark to a deserted place, that is, a place of emptiness. The Gospel of St. Mark is trying to prepare us and to warn us that the good news is not only about success, it includes failure, not only about victory, it includes defeat, not only about glory especially, it includes struggle, not only about resurrection, but about cross. The cross precedes the resurrection. The resurrection follows, but does not replace the cross. And Mark's community, it may be with Nero's persecution in the foreground and the destruction of the temple in the background, and perhaps even more so, a version of the gospel, a glory version that misses the darker hues of life, is in Mark's sights. And so he's warning us. He's warning me. He's warning you. Be careful. The trail of faith, including the sawdust trail of the middle aisle, Marsh Chapel, up which we come to receive the Lord's Supper today, includes times of stumbling and of, of real dark in the morning while it was still very dark. He went to a deserted place. Thank goodness we have the gospel of Mark to shore us up, to remind us when we stumble and when we fall. Thank goodness also we have the words of the apostle to the Gentiles, Paul of Tarsus, I have become all things to all people that by all means I might save some. All things to all people that by all means I might save some. That is, that there's a breadth in the announcement of the good news. It's not just at the Lord's table. It's not just in the proclamation of the sermon. It's not just even in the community of faith. But it's distributed by all means to save those who will respond. Across this campus, you will recognize we have had a rigorous academic year. year. A rigorous autumn and now a, a rigorous spring term. But all about us, there are voices of hope. Our dear colleague, professor, an expert, world-renowned in Hebrew and in German literature, at the end of a long meeting, complimented our president and his fine letter 
at the beginning of term, including his emphasis on civility, including his emphasis on safety, and applauded what he had done, and then added, here is the voice of hope. But don't you think also we could set the bar just a little bit higher, as important as safety and civility are, could we not also have some space for compassion? It was a, a ringing bell. Or next door in the School of Theology, once now a month through the spring term, you can go and hear an excellent world-level, world-class lecture this past Thursday, thanks to the Institute of Religion and Philosophy, a venerable institution. We had a 45-minute crisp peroration on the nature of hope, among other things, guiding us to watch not just what we hope for, but what we hope in. Not just what we hope for, but what we hope in. Or Milton Jordan, who listens every week from the South Texas region in which he, his ministry, Reverend Jordan, takes place. He sends us a poem every week about the need to provide safety and succor for those in need along the way. His, his voice is a a voice of hope. It reminds us, as Marion Wright Edelman used to say, it doesn't matter how many times you fall down. The question isn't how many times you fall. The question is how many times do you get back up? We all stumble. Earlier this week, we have a clock that we love. We've carried it from different places, pillar to post. It's been a favorite, but it's stopped so I set about with my toolbox to fix it. That's always a dangerous sight to see Dad with the toolbox. And I put in a, a battery, and that didn't work. I got a new battery and put that in. It didn't work. Took out the tools and began to bang on the closet. That didn't work. So I reported to the powers that be, we're going to have to get a new clock, and left. When I came back at the end of the day, guess what? The clock was running. I said, wonder, how did you do this? She said, well... I put the battery in the right way. I took the battery and put it in the right way. See, every one of us stumbles along the way, and the question isn't how many of those. The question is how frequently and with whatever kind of energy. Can we listen to St. Paul, all things to all people, by all means to save some? Or perhaps it's the psalmist in your heart today. The Lord heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. The Lord heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. You know, in this month, we remember, among other things, the history of our African-American communities. We have some history here in that regard, which maybe we need to look at a little more closely. That of Howard Thurman. I love Howard Thurman and his poetic way. I love his musical poetry. I love him at Christmas. The song of the angels is stilled. But you know, the work of Thurman has not only a poetic, but also a trenchant dimension. A trenchant dimension out of his own personal experience and that of his family and that of his forebears. And you look again and read that short volume about those whose backs are against the wall titled Jesus and the Disinherited. Jesus and the Disinherited. Or you find downstairs, it may date, for all we know, back to his time, a set of palimpsest, a set of papers wherein favorite paragraphs of his were printed out and kept and posted. One is on our bulletin board today titled, The Ocean View of the African Coast. And there he sat in the cabin looking out the window at the coast 
whence had come in chains his forebears. And he wrote, among other things, asking, how does the human spirit accommodate desolation? How indeed? How does the human spirit accommodate desolation? Well, perhaps a bit, or in part, with a recognition and a remembrance of the encouragement of the, psalm, of the psalmist, the Lord heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. Of course, perhaps the best for last, although read first today, Isaiah. Now, this is not first Isaiah or third Isaiah. This is second Isaiah, not the glory days and the redemption days, but the days of hurt. By the waters of Babylon we sat down and wept as our tormentors said to us, sing to us one of the songs of Zion. How shall we sing the Lord's song in a foreign land following 587 B.C. and the destruction of the city of Jerusalem and the burning of the temple and the casting out of the population except those artisans and skilled workers who were taken for two generations into captivity in Babylon, before, through the hand of Cyrus the Great, they were released and could come home again. Therein, by the way, was the birth of a part of our Hebrew Scripture in those, in those d- dark and difficult days. It was in that darkness, in that darkness, it was very dark, early in the morning, while it was still very dark, that the prophet Isaiah could sing. Now, this is a verse to carry with you. They that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Carrying us forward through difficulty to uh, times of some further or other condition, even uh, pleasant and and. Uh, wonderful times, are the voices of those who have come before us. Not just Mark, for whom things are dark. Not just Paul, and not just David, and not just Isaiah, but those in your own house and lineage. Think of them for a moment. Who saw struggle, needed patience, found courage, and heard words of hope that carried them forward. We think of them as we come to receive the Lord's Supper. It's, this table is open to all. Our tradition is broad, religious, Christian, Protestant, Methodist, Marsh, all, all are welcome to this table. We recognize the psalmist singing around us. I lift mine eyes to the hills from whence does my help come. My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. He will not let your foot be moved. He who keeps you will not slumber. Behold, he who keeps Israel will neither slumber nor sleep. The Lord is your keeper. The Lord is your shade upon your right hand. The sun shall not smite you by day, nor the moon by night. The Lord will keep you from all evil. He will keep your life. He will keep your going out and your coming in. Even early in the morning, when it was still very dark, Jesus got up and went out to a deserted place, and there he prayed. Ye that do truly and earnestly repent of your sin and are in love and charity with your neighbor 
and intend to lead a new life following after the commandments of God. Come, draw near. Take this holy sacrament to your comfort. Amen. Let us with gladness bring before the Lord the first of the fruit of the everything that God has given us.
life within us, the fellowship among us, and thy love that surrounds us. We give thee thanks, O Lord. Bless these gifts and the givers, we pray in Christ. Amen. The Lord be with you. And also with you. Lift up your hearts. We lift them up to the Lord. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Almighty God, creator of heaven and earth. You formed us in your image and breathed into us the breath of life. When we turned away and our love failed, your love remained steadfast. You delivered us from captivity, made covenant to be our sovereign God, and spoke to us through your prophets. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Blessed is your Son, Jesus Christ. Your Spirit anointed him to preach good news to the poor, to proclaim release to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty those who are oppressed, and to announce that the time had come when you would save your people. He healed the sick, fed the hungry, and ate with sinners. And by the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to your church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. And when the Lord Jesus ascended, he promised to be with us always in the power of your word and Holy Spirit. And on the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took bread, gave thanks to you, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And when the supper was over, he took the cup, gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples and said, drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ's offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ, that we may be for the world the body of Christ, redeemed by his blood. By your Spirit, make us one with Christ, one with each other, and one in ministry to all the world, until Christ comes in final victory, and we feast at his heavenly banquet. Through your Son, Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit and your Holy Church, all honor and glories is yours, Almighty God, now and forever. Amen. Now, with the confidence of children of God, let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. 
Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Beloved, come for all is prepared. Wine on the pulpit side, grape juice on the lectern side, wine and grape juice, gluten-free bread is available. Come for all is ready.
May we pray. Eternal God, we give you thanks for this holy mystery in which you have given yourself to us. Grant that we may go into the world in the strength of your spirit to give ourselves for others. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious unto you. The Lord lift up the light of his countenance upon you and give you peace now and forever. Amen.